In Seeking Truth, you have to get both sides of a story. At least that's what Walter Cronkite says. He was the anchor who announced on live national television that President Kennedy had been assassinated. My grandma Weezer remembers exactly where she was when Cronkite made the announcement. She was in her kitchen chopping onions. To this day, onions make her think of presidential assassinations. Sometimes, if I'm helping my mom cook and Grandma Weeza is invited over, I'll purposely leave out the onions. They have too much baggage for her. Grandma Weeza says we all have those where-were-you-when-blank-happened moments, and then the blank is usually something about when Pearl Harbor was bombed, or when 9-11 happened, or when the Beatles appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show. Now I had one of those moments of my very own. I was sitting in the living room, balancing a paper plate with a leftover taco on my lap, watching the nightly news. My mom had a talent for stretching leftovers into five-day territory. Even on day five, I still usually chose to eat the leftovers, because the other option was always instant ramen. On the television, there was a press conference about a senator who had died in the arms of his mistress. It was a typical headline inside the Beltway of Washington, D.C., My nine-year-old brother, Michael, wandered back and forth in front of the television, spinning a plastic hanger around his fingers, his gaze distant because he was in his own world. He was often in his own world. My mom sat next to me, half watching the news and half folding laundry. She used to have a separate laundry room, with plenty of space for folding clothes, and even a mid-sized flat-screen TV on the wall for entertainment. But that was before the economy crashed and my dad's startup folded, leaving him with massive debt. Now the laundry room is behind a plastic beveled folding door in the kitchen, and the folding area is on the couch in the living room. My mom called us a typical middle-class family, but I think she did that to make us feel better about our situation. We were barely clinging to the lower half of the middle class. Pipe, why don't you change the channel, she said, using her hand to flatten a collar on one of Michael's shirts. This is so depressing. But it's news, and it's the truth. We shouldn't be scared of the truth. I turned back toward the television. The monitor showed the questionable woman who had been with the senator when he had taken his final gasps. When I become a reporter, I will never shove a camera in the face of a mistress. That is so tabloid. As the woman shook her head in front of the press corps, Mascara tears streamed down her face, making her look even more like a prostitute. Is that uncharitable? Maybe so. I'd have to cut that out if I wanted to be unbiased. The next video showed the press hounding the senator's wife, who insisted she'd had no idea of her soulmate's infidelity. I shook my head. Everyone in politics has something to hide, And if a senator hasn't been involved in a scandal, that's just because the skeletons in his closet haven't been discovered yet. The privileged always get into trouble. Rich people are bored people, and that equals trouble. My mom sighed through her nose. You're so cynical. Reporters are supposed to be cynical, I said. That's how we get the dirt. I shoved another bite of leftovers into my mouth as I looked at my watch, I still had a half hour before my shift at the yogurt shop started. The kitchen door opened and my dad walked in, looking war-torn from his latest day at the Virginia Power and Light Company. He used to be an investor in a company with a big contract to provide glass for smartphones. The problem was, 
Most of his savings were tied up in stock, and he borrowed against it. So when the economy crashed, he lost everything. After that, he took what he could get, shift work at VP&L. He always said he felt safer with shift work. I never understood how someone could start the day looking fine and end it looking as if he'd just been released by the Mexican drug cartel. He used to wear Armani and smell of Clive Christian cologne. Now he wore secondhand men's warehouse and smelled of quiet resignation. But he still always managed a wide smile when he walked in the door. How are my people, he asked. My mom smiled even wider than he did. Piper was just telling me how every politician is dirty. He raised an eyebrow. So the usual? Yep. It's not me saying it, I said. It's the news. 